Welcome to Heads Up Missouri. To keep you informed and to keep the conversation going, we Missouri legislators will podcast from your state capitol. As women legislators from across the state with unique perspectives, we hope to provide insight to the state policy process. So welcome. Hi, I'm State Representative Tracy McCreary. I represent Olivet and Creek Corps in St. Louis County. I'm Lauren Arthur, State Representative for a district in North Kansas City, the best district in the world! <laughs> of course. I'm State Representative Deb Lavender. I represent Kirkwood and Glendale in the St. Louis County area. Hi, I'm Senator Kiki Curls. I represent the 9th District in Kansas City in Raytown, Missouri. And I'm State Senator Jill Shoup, representing all our parts of 22 communities in St. Louis County. From now on, you'll find our podcast on Squarespace, Stitcher, and iTunes by searching for Heads Up Missouri. So welcome to Heads Up Missouri. Welcome to Heads Up Missouri. This week we have an amalgamation of the guests and you know visitors we've had over the past 10 weeks. Um, we'll just reintroduce ourselves. State Senator Jill Shoup. State Representative Tracy McCreary. And I do represent parts of Chesterfield. I was reminded of that from a listener. I'm Jill Klein. I'm Senator Shoup's Chief of Staff. I am Alex Townsend. And I'm Sheila Lal. So this week has been a little cur curtailed. We had the Easter holiday, so the uh, session did not really start until Tuesday, but already it has been pretty eventful. There's been a filibuster in the Senate. Um, the House had a Mona hearing, and um, I do want to talk a little bit about the industrial hemp bill that came through the House, the House last week. Uh, so Representative McCurry, let's talk about industrial hemp, because that's something you know a lot about. Well, I, yeah. <laughs> not, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I wish I had a way to grow industrial hemp because all the data shows that it could be a really good um, money maker for the farmers that decide to grow it. So hemp is a great material that is currently illegal to grow in the state of Missouri. And I think part of that is just um, when um, the government passed a bunch of anti-drug laws decades and decades ago, hemp kind of got swept up in that. Um, so... Um, it, it's a shame because hemp actually is a native crop here in Missouri, so it grows really well in pretty tough conditions. And it, it's used; it can be used for all kinds of things, including beauty products, rope, fabric, um, paper, all kinds of things. And right now, if anyone wants to to make anything with hemp, they have to import it from Canada or China. So um, you know, Missouri's really missing the boat. And um, for several years, we've had a very heated, passionate debate about things we can do to make it legal to grow hemp here in the state of Missouri. So I saw, uh, this was a while ago when I was doing some historical research, there was an a ma agricultural magazine in the 1950s that projected that hemp was going to be our number one export. So it's interesting that with like this wave of anti-drug legislation, it has actually stymied inadvertently what is our biggest economic sector. Um, so you said that hemp could only be imported from Canada or China or well, it, outside. It can't be, yeah, it can't be grown can be here. Grown. But there are states that allow pilot projects and allow hemp to be grown um, within the United States. So, And I think Missouri should become one of them, which is why I supported the bill. How can hemp be misused or abused? What's the fear? It really can't be. I mean, you would have to, in order to, there's, there's no um, substance in the hemp that would allow uh, somebody, somebody to get to high, high, whether they okay. ingested it or smoked it or whatever. I mean, you know, you would have to smoke like a, a semi truck load of 
of industrial hemp in order to get high, and then I'm not even sure you could do it. So it, it's just physically impossible. So it's just that it happens to be related to the marijuana plant, and some people just don't understand the science and are a little freaked out by, you know, that it is the same plant. But some plants can cause high, others um, don't. And industrial hemp, which is used for um, manufacturing, does not uh, allow somebody to get high from it. So where does that bill stand? Well, it made it out of the House, um, and I guess it's just over here on the Senate side of things, probably, you know, treading water like a lot of things are, so. Not hemp and water, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's, a, it's a, I think eventually we will um, get this bill passed. Um, we, we just have to address a lot of myths and keep kind of trying to um, make people realize that there's a difference between recreational marijuana and hemp that's grown as a crop. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, this year in the House, there have been a couple of medical marijuana bills that are slowly moving, not really. So it's interesting that there seems to be maybe a wave like or maybe a, a splash towards a more progressive, at least, marijuana hemp stance. Right. We've heard a couple of bills in general laws committee, which I sit on, um, allowing to kind of widening the window of people that could legally use CBD oil. And it would... Um, be allowed um, to be used for patients with um, certain types of seizures. So, um, you know, I think it's a step in the right direction. Um, again, the CBD oil is not anything that will, would, um, no user would be able to get high off of it, but it does give um, very medicinal um, effects to people that are suffering from certain kinds of serious diseases. So we heard some really, really compelling testimony in general laws, um, but that bill has not come to a vote yet. Okay. Well, so that actually, that bill or a bill similar to that has come through the Senate Committee, Health and Pensions. And um, actually, there were uh, parents with their young children in the audience and children who are having seizures, I don't even know how many times mm-hmm. per hour or, you know, per day, that once they had tried this drug that is not FDA approved and that is not obviously not legal. Um, but once they had accessed it and tried it with their children, it's slowing down or ending those seizures. Mm-hmm. So it has real significant positive impact on the health of these young children and is allowing them to grow and develop. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, their whole development was stymied. So, And it is legal for some people, right? It, and that's what the argument is, is, is that sort of where that line is drawn is kind of arbitrary um, in, in terms of who is allowed to use You're it. You're right. That's right. And who so epilep- isn't. People with so epilepsy. People with epilepsy are legally allowed to use it in the state of Missouri, but there are only 64 patients that have the cards needed to buy it right. here in Missouri. And, and, and the I legislation think there has to be something to... It's not anyone with epilepsy. It's... You have to meet even certain it has criteria. To be in, it has to be intractable, and you yeah. have to have like a recommendation from a neurologist. Mm-hmm. So the bill that we heard in general laws would, would say that it could be any physician, because one of the challenges is a lot of Missourians just don't have access yep. to a neurologist who would be willing to prescribe it. Right, and and the bill in the Senate committee actually expanded. It was beyond well beyond epilepsy. Yes, so ours was other, too. And, and we had uh, actually a lot of questions in our committee hearing that were asked about that. That and the levels and people ordering something over the internet and mm-hmm. how we weren't sure if they were going to be accessing what they thought they would and parents having to sort of cut the dosage and, you know, just feeling comfortable and confident that what they were providing their child was going to help and not 
hurt that child. So there were a lot of questions asked around that. Mm -hmm. This has moved to the Senate floor, but there is a strong debate on the Senate floor. So it hasn't had a vote yet. Um, And well, it's been... uh, And the reality is, and we heard from people during the hearing, people are already using CBD oil here in Missouri, um, but they're using it illegally. And it just, it it makes me sad to think that there are people, we heard from a grandmother um, who had... Um, an awful form of throat cancer and actually showed us a spot on her arm where they created a tongue from some muscle in her forearm and she now has a tongue made from that but she's she I mean it's a miracle she's alive and she spoke so eloquently that night it was just amazing Mm -hmm. to me but she this is a grandmother who is basically using something medicinally but she's doing it illegally because she's having it shipped in from another state and it's just heartbreaking to me that we put that we put Missourians People's in that situation. Mm-hmm. So speaking of bills that would be of benefit to Missourians and that are kind of delayed in the process, the House finally heard Mona this week. Mona, oh my gosh. We we in the Missouri legislature have been trying to pass some form of the Missouri Non-Discrimination Act, which we call Mona, uh, since 1998. Steve McClucky out of uh, Columbia. Woohoo, Columbia, um, filed the first version of Mona back in 1998. So to um, say that us LGBTQ activists are not persistent is, you know, is not true. We're right. very Were persistent. Were you working here in the, in, in the Senate at that <laughs> I wasn't here in 98, no, but I was in the governor's office in uh, 2001 when this, so, you know, a few years after that, I've been, so I've been involved in this work off and on since 2001. Um, it, it's important, important work. We did have a hearing this week on Mona in the Missouri House in the Judiciary Committee, and it was very um, inspirational to me and um, just extra special because we in the Missouri House we have three out members, um, three gay men who are elected officials. So um, it's very historic to me. It, it's not a lot, but it's it's a big deal, and uh, to have. Uh, three gay men who are comfortable speaking out and um, sharing their experiences and um, sponsoring Mona and, and moving it forward. And I know, haven't you sponsored it in the past? I have in the past, Right, yes. and you stepped aside because there were people who said, this affects me personally, yes. please let me carry the bill. Yeah, so, of yeah, course, that was, of course. Right. I'm glad to do that because I don't have a dog in this fight necessarily. So. Right, except that it's an issue that you care about oh. because it's a civil rights It is issue. a civil rights issue. And, you know, this is one of those things, like I'm sure a lot of our viewers are, or a lot of our listeners <laughs> right now are saying, like, I can't believe that we even have to have a bill dealing with this because, like, it should already be, be illegal to discriminate against LGBTQ Missourians. But the fact is, is it's not. Right now, Missourians can be fired from their jobs, they can be evicted from their homes, and they can be denied public accommodations, which is are, are things like insurance and access to all kinds of, like, just living your life is mm-hmm. what we mean by public accommodations. And right now, in the um, Missouri statutes, that's all perfectly legal to discriminate against someone who's a lesbian or gay Missourian. So I actually sponsored that bill on the Senate side, and we have not had a hearing on it yet, Mm. but we did have a different bill that came to the floor that I offered uh, Mona, the Missouri Non-Discrimination Act, as an amendment. So we have had at least one robust discussion on the Senate floor, but um, that bill certainly did not pass here in the Senate. So lots of work to do. Is this Mm -hmm. the first time it's been heard in the House? No, it's been heard before. I know last year, Representative Weber, Stephen Weber, had it heard. Mm -hmm. They got it all the way to, I mean, it was several years ago when then Representative Weber was carrying it. It was, it came out of the House, 
It was passed then by the Senate, and it was on the last day of session, headed over to the House to for final passage. And um, then Speaker Tim Jones uh, actually adjourned um, session, the entire legislative session for the House, about 15 minutes early so that they wouldn't be able to take up Mona that year. And it was really disappointing because we were so close mm-hmm. to seeing you know, the Missouri legislature pass the Missouri Non-Discrimination Act. Hmm. I think it's interesting, too. Um, that was when we had um, former Senator Jolie Justice mm-hmm. um, as the minority leader in the Senate. Um, and she um, is gay. And I just, sometimes I find it disappointing that we take up these issues when, like, we can't look our neighbor in the eye and, like, discriminate against them you know, to their face, but when, like, when the problem isn't in front of us, I think it, a lot of times we find it easy to hide. I'm really glad mm-hmm. that, the, like, the bill has had a hearing in the House this year, and I'm glad we have more represent- representation in the legislature of the LBGT community, mm-hmm. but, you know, that I feel like it's not getting traction in the Senate because there is no representation, but that doesn't give us an excuse to ignore it. Right. Well, mm-hmm. Piggybacking off of that, it's... It always blows my mind that those who are in support of expanding civil rights and civil protections have to make the argument, and it's the folks who are going to vote it down or not move it forward who don't have to answer to it or don't have to provide any sort of explanation besides, like, the abstract fear of something or frivolous lawsuits, but there's no tangible with it. And it's really upsetting that the onus is on those who want progress. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. I think this happens, too, with many, and we see it, I think, with um, a lot of sort of, like, special pieces of legislation or these, like, pet pieces of legislation that they're important issues and they're good issues to address, but until someone has, like, that personal experience, I feel like sometimes we can't look outside our own box, our own experiences, and see how maybe other people have these challenges for them. Well, and I was hopeful after SJR 39 that, you know, that long debate that we had about, um, about, businesses not being unwilling to provide um, certain couple gay couples for example with a wedding cake or flowers or something something like that so after we had that debate for 39 hours on the Senate floor and then it actually passed through the Senate and the house stopped it but I thought at that time that what had occurred was people around us realized you know what I do know somebody who is gay and this is a person who is a friend of mine or a relative of mine I thought that we had, during that discussion, sort of that door opened a little bit. And I feel like it's, it's at least on the Senate side, been shut again. So I think that as we change the face of the legislature going forward, um, and I think that we will do that, I think there are a lot of people out there who would like to see change, who have reached out to, to many of us and said, what can I do going forward? I want to run for office. I want to be involved. Um, I think that that shows us clearly that we may move in a direction that says, not only are we progressive, we are open and welcoming to people that there are groups of groups of people who consider to be different. Mm-hmm. You know what? We are all human, and that's what ties us together. And I, I think that uh, those social justice and, and human rights and civil rights issues will become um, less unusual and more easy for us I to agree. To pass. And, you know, all the, the polling and the data shows that younger Americans are just, they could care less about these, you know, definitions of who's L or G or B or T or Q. So, you know, as um, some of our older colleagues um, 
our term limited out of the legislature, I'm confident that this will truly, that non-discrimination will truly become a bipartisan issue and we'll get something passed. So speaking of people potentially running for office, uh, the two of you are hosting a Show Me Change event in St. Louis in two weekends on the 28th. 29th of April, a Saturday. So yeah, we're really excited about it. And it came about as a result of what I was just talking about. So many people, even people I didn't know, reaching out to me and saying, I want to get involved. I want to know what to do. So I had a meeting at my house of about 40 young people who said, I'm thinking about running for office. And so we met and we talked and we decided that they needed more than a than a two-hour meeting. And there was another group of people, and a lot of them, people even my age, who said, I want to be involved with outreach and advocacy. Tell me how to link together with other people. How do I go about these things? So we've put together what we're calling a conference, Show Me Change Conference, on the 29th. And um, we're very excited about it. We have, you know, well over 100 people. I think we're probably around the 150 mark right now signed up to come to take advantage of one of three tracks. One track that says if you're running or thinking about running for office, come and we'll help train you. The second track, if you want to work on campaigns and get involved in that way and learn what to do, we'll help train you and get you involved. And then the third track that says this is about outreach and advocacy around the state and knowing that the real way we're going to make change and progress through the state is by starting to talk to people in districts where we aren't currently present. So finding people who want to run for office or knock on doors or talk about the democratic message and giving people an opportunity to hear how their world could be different Mm -hmm. um, if there was somebody else governing on their behalf. So I think that most of the people here today are participating in some way with that, either up front or you're one of the, you two, Alex and Sheila, you are presenters at the event and um, we're really excited about mm-hmm. it. People can still sign up online uh, if they just send me an email to yeah. my personal email, jillshoop at gmail.com or aol.com. Uh, then we'll send you back a copy of the invitation and, um, and let you get signed up. Super excited that so many folks want to run for office. I mean, like, can you imagine if we had 163 Democrats running in 163 House seats? And 17 Democrats running in 17 Senate districts. I mean, like, that would be amazing for turnout in Missouri. Right. Right. And, absolutely. And you know what? We think that that can very well happen. So that's what we're working towards. So um, this is a slight tangent, but when I was listening to the House floor today, um, when they were discussing uh, House Bill 1116, which is the ban on pl- municipalities banning plastic bags, uh, Representative Lavender made this point about like the diversity of Missouri, and my initial reaction was, it's not that diverse. Like, settle down. And Alex looked at me and was like, what are you talking about? And we had this conversation about hidden diversity in Missouri, like the Vietnamese community and Latino mm-hmm. community. and um, like, Bosnian community exactly, in St. Louis. Exactly, and like, the South Asian community, East Asian community. And um, as a person of color who works in, you know, politics in Missouri is unfortunately very white. Like, I forget about that. And I really hope that events such as show me change can encourage folks from different backgrounds or different communities to like step up and be like that that leader in their community right and we're really hopeful that we get a diverse group of people that are coming both um racially religiously mm-hmm. um age-wise yeah. you know there is a place for everyone and people who are concerned about the direction of our state and our nation we're going to find a place and we're going to help connect you with other people who are energized and passionate the way you are. And hopefully everybody's going to walk away feeling like 
they know the next steps to take. And this is, you know, this is not just for the short term. I mean, yeah. we're not going to solve everybody's problems and come up with complete training for everybody on the 29th. We're going to get you started and send you in a good direction to make sure you're prepared to be a part of the change you want to see. And that's also actually like, I think building this idea of a coalition and of a community is so important because it feels like there's only like 50 of us and we're all burnt out on each other, but like getting new ideas and new energy and reminding like the collective, like progressive community based out of Jeff city that there are more of us in places you wouldn't expect is so important. Right. So we're, we're really excited Mm -hmm. and very hopeful and um, hope all the energy that we have heard from individually from people We'll just join in a big collective, uh, wonderful event with a lot of stuff that that comes out. So this is primarily in St. Louis. Um, are you guys hoping to maybe work with people in Columbia, Joplin, Springfield, and Kansas City to like expand it out? Well, we'll see how this goes and see how it's received by people, and then if it if we can work out whatever kinks come up because we haven't done this before, um, then we will see if people want us to sort of take the show on the road uh, or or something. You know, yeah. the the hope is. You know, we can't just keep talking to ourselves in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. There is a whole state out there that we need to reach out to. So we actually, to this event, we actually have a few people that we know mm-hmm. um, that are coming from other parts of the state. But um, there there may be lots more opportunity to continue down this path, or it may show us a better and different direction to move in. Well, on that note, thank you guys so much, and we will be back next week. <laughs>